Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm excited to share space with you today, but it's going to be a little bit different. This one is a little bit, it's just like a short and sweet one, so I can explain to you the changes that are coming. I haven't recorded in a really long time. I don't know if you can tell it's been like, I think it seems like it's been like two weeks or something. It's been like a couple of weeks for me and I really miss it. But I was really just thinking about what I really wanted to do with my voice and this space. And if you have a podcast of your own or if you have listened to a podcast from, you know, the very, very beginning up until you know, like like any podcast, if you've ever been like a true follower of a podcast and you've started at the beginning and you've been listening all the way to the present, then you know that podcasts evolve. And I'm just getting started. And I really did not appreciate before, you know, just how much goes into planning a podcast, creating a podcast. And it's a lot of fun, but I feel like when you're starting so many things can change, especially if you're doing it on your own. I have a very, very new, deep appreciation for people that do this all by themselves because you have all of the freedom in the world. You know, if you're doing it with a guest and you know you or a guest or a co-host and you bounce ideas off of one another and then you come to, you know, a decision together about what you want that space to be, to be, but it's just me. I'm doing this all by myself. And so While that's really cool, I'm always getting new ideas, new downloads, new everything on, you know, what I really want to do with my voice. And, you know, it's kind of unfortunate for like the person creating the podcast because you're like, oh, no, I feel like I'm changing my mind all the time. I'm not really, you know, being super consistent, but it's really it's kind of difficult to be, you know, consistent when you're just starting and you're kind of just figuring out every everything out as you go. So I've just learned to be so much more patient and more flexible with, you know, how my vision, what my vision is and, you know, how it wants to come through. And so that's why it's been a while because I was like, hmm, it could go this way. It could go this way. But at the end of the day, what is it that I really, really want to do and what makes me really, really excited to record. And I believe, I say that like tentatively, but I'm like pretty sure. I believe I have landed on something that, you know, I am definitely excited about it. I don't know exactly if this is going to be the format that I stick to forever, because like I said, things change. You know, I think we're all like learning about that this year, you know, that things change. Not everything is guaranteed all the time. And even within ourselves, you know, we think we want to put something, you know, very specific out there. And then, you know, as time goes on and we change, so does, you know, the way that we output our creativity, if that made any sense whatsoever. But I'm going to stop rambling about that now. A lot of changes. That's basically all you need to know. Um, So if you have listened to this podcast from the very beginning, Yeah, I really did not know. I think I labeled it like season one just because I was like, okay, let me like section this off and be like, okay, this is kind of like my test run. You know, I'm still figuring out my voice, figuring out, you know, how I want to like, I don't know. What was I going to say? Just figuring out how I want to like express myself through a podcast, playing around with it. That was really fun. You know, basically what I would do is I would, you know, pick one archetype to explore. Um, If you're not familiar with the archetypes, Kim Kranz created an archetype oracle deck. It's not like a tarot deck, but if you've ever seen one of those like card like divination decks, that's basically what it is. It's really cool. Highly recommend, you know, getting one for yourself. You don't need to have a deck to follow along, but that's just the deck that I'm using. It's also on my website and I think in the podcast description. But yes, basically what I would do is pick the story of one archetype to explore 
Uh, I was going to say like every single day. Definitely did not record every single day. It was really spontaneous. It was just like, oh, I feel like recording today. Uh, let me figure, let me just do that. That's also going to change. Um, but yeah, I would pick one archetype, one story to like play around with and dig deep into and then use three other archetypes to support the exploration of that story. And that was a lot of fun when, you know, I was just getting used to, again, how my, not my voice comes through, but just how I show up in terms of podcasting. I think that's a better way to put it. So yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. And then I believe that was like the first 10 episodes. And I enjoyed exploring the archetypes in that way at that time. And then I believe season two, I actually don't know if I used any archetypes, any cards in the beginning of season two. I didn't pull any cards. Usually, I think in those first couple of episodes, so I guess the first five, because this is episode 16. Yeah, the first five episodes, I decided that I didn't decide. It just kind of happened this way. I would just, you know, talk about channel, whatever was coming through at the time. Usually there was a specific archetype on my mind, but I wouldn't necessarily specifically draw the cards for the podcast episode. So it was a little bit different. And so the past couple of weeks, I was like, okay, if this is going to be something sustainable, I think, yeah, I believe that's the right word, sustainable. If this is going to be, you know, a sustainable practice, a couple of things need to change, including like, (laughs) it sounds kind of obvious, but you know, it's not just about, you know, when you record and, you know, sticking to a specific schedule, which, you know, again, I've been picking up a lot of things about podcasting in general. So learning about that has been interesting, but having, I think, yeah, okay, that's what I'm getting about this. So it's not necessarily about the consistency is important, but for me, I'm like, it's less consistency is less important in terms of like, oh, I have to put one out every Sunday, you know? And I think that's where I was getting a little bit stuck. I was like, okay, so I just pick a random day of the week and that's recording day. And then I don't know, the next day or something is the day that I release. I was like, hmm, that doesn't really fit me, you know? For some people it does, you know, for some people and some podcasts, they can put one out like, every single Wednesday. And I appreciate that because I like listening to podcasts because I'm like, okay, I can expect that you're going to put one out every Wednesday or so. Can't wait to see you next week. The only issue with that for me, I was like, well, you know, sometimes certain things are just like coming through and it's not necessarily like a Thursday and I still want to put one out, but that's not necessarily super consistent with like a specific day of the week. You know, it's almost like the days of the week don't necessarily have any sort of special meaning to me. And they don't really even like there seems to be no correspondence with when I'm really receiving something and receiving a lot of downloads and the days of the week, you know, whereas for some people, again, that might be true for me. It's just not. So but I was like, you know what? It can't just For me, it didn't also feel right to just be kind of sporadic because that also didn't feel right to me. So new format, which I'm excited about. We'll see how it goes, because like I said, things are always changing and you never really know what's going to work until you kind of test it out for a while. You know, so I can't make any big predictions about what will work and what doesn't until I do it myself. But over I think it was actually yesterday after like thinking and probably thinking too hard, quite honestly, about, you know, what I really wanted to do. Um, I decided that I wanted, (laughs) it's not that like, I don't know, it's not super genius or anything like that. There are plenty, I'm sure there are plenty of other podcasts out there that I just like don't know of that do this too. I'm just going to release episodes with the phases of the moon. So 
right before the new moon, right before the full moon, and then sometime during the waning waxing moon period. So that's four episodes every moon cycle. That's about 30 days. So, I mean, that's actually kind of turns out to be pretty normal. It'll just kind of be different days of the week, you know? So, you know, the full moon and the new moon, that's not necessarily every Thursday, Friday or whatever, but it will be consistent in that way. And that works really well for me because that's usually, you know, when different kinds of downloads, different kinds of insights come through, it does correspond to, you know, whatever's going up in the sky, going on up in the sky, which is really cool. And honestly, something that I would like to keep track of for myself to see, you know, hmm, what kinds of, you know, episodes information comes through every waxing moon, you know, or waxing, I'm thinking more like first quarter moon, which is sometime today, I think, you know, when I was looking outside last night, I was like, I think that's a waxing crescent. So it should be first quarter, probably by sometime tonight or something like that. I don't really know. Not, I, I would actually need to like look at like some sort of app probably, or just, I guess, look outside would be the more natural way to do it. Long way of saying one episode for every phase of the moon. And this is what I'm really excited about doing. So I believe if it wasn't the last episode, like the, I think it was, I'm like 90% sure that percentage is going down the more that I overthink it too much. Um, I believe the episode prior to this was the introduction to Aura's episode. And honestly, when I put that one out, I was not entirely sure where I was going to go with that in terms of the podcast, which was something else I wanted to figure out. So here's what I'm thinking. And again, we will see, you know, how it goes. I'm also just learning to take, you know, everything so just in terms of like the areas of my life that I'm like, this should be fun. Just taking like these things so much less seriously. You know what I mean? I feel like for anybody who's like putting anything out right now, you get so serious and bogged down in the details because the bar. Yeah. For example, the bar for podcasts is super high, you know, like I think we all know by now you can't just like waltz in and use like your computer microphone and just like record something, put it out there. And that's that, you know, it takes a lot more energy and effort. And for me, I'm just like, you know what, this is something that I really enjoy doing. I want to do a good job, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but where was I? Yes. Four phases of the moon. Oh yeah. Introduction to auras episode 15. It should be, but also it just says that, and there are not many episodes anyway, so it would be easy to find, but when I recorded that episode, yeah, I wasn't entirely sure what I really wanted to do with that. I knew it was a part of it, Auras and the podcast in general, but I wasn't sure where that fit into this. I was like, am I going to like make, make the podcast about Auras specifically? Like, how does that work? You know, but also, you know, I don't, for me, I, what's also really important is to not... Uh, to the best of my ability, not repeat what's already out there. You know, I'm sure what's out there's like something, you know, it's 2020, right? I'm sure there's already something out there that provides you enough information about auras, which actually leads me, you know, that I'll talk about that a little bit later. But so, right. Introduction to auras. So when I put that out there, that is a very, very important foundation to what's coming next, because what I'm thinking, you know, every phase of the moon, I want to do kind of like an aura healing, you know, reading series. And I think that will become more apparent in terms of, you know, what that is um, when I actually record one and you kind of listen to, you know, what it is yourself. But Basically, and, you know, it all, again, a part of the this process of determining the new podcast format was reevaluating, you know, what is really, really important to me and what do I want to spend my time, you know, putting out there, you know, for people to listen to. 
So as it says on my website, I think learning about, you know, like auras, astrology, by the way, if just to let you know, for like the whole phases of the moon thing, I'm like not, I know enough about astrology where if somebody were to talk about it, I could like follow the conversation, but I'm not an expert in astrology. So it's not that kind of podcast. Again, when I actually do it and I'll start on the full moon, because that sounds like a lot of fun, um, it'll become more apparent what it is. But yeah, it has nothing to do with astrology, like literally nothing. I might accidentally say like, oh, I think it's like Libra season right now. Um, But other than that, yeah, very, very limited knowledge. Um, There are so many beautiful podcasts about astrology out there, though. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, connect reconnecting to why I'm doing this and, you know, why it is that I love writing, why it is that I love speaking, made everything else about the podcast and writing and made it so much easier. You know, I was like in the beginning, I was thinking way too hard about hmm, what do I want to do with the podcast specifically? And that was kind of like the wrong question. Not wrong, wrong in like a bad way, but just like it wasn't the most effective question for me to be asking. A more effective question would be like reconnecting to what is it that you really want to accomplish in the first place? So the way that I described the aura in the last episode, I recorded it such a long time ago, so you can probably just go listen to that. But um. Very, very quick refresher. The way I interpret the aura, because again, it's not it's not something that's researched. It's not it's probably not the same, you know, as anything else that might currently be out there. But the aura to me is a representation of how we connect to love, spirit. God, source, creation, you know, all of uh, all of those are the same thing or just yourself. For me, that's all the same thing. If you're I'll probably have to say this again at some point. But again, whether you want to call it creation, spirit, God, love, source, I might have repeated something or just your connection to yourself, depending on what it is you do or don't believe in. um, That's totally cool. You know, there's space for you here. I appreciate all perspectives. I I love like. My favorite thing is to hear something that like I've never thought of before and that I'm probably not even capable of thinking of because I'm like, that is so far against, you know, what it is that I know for myself. So no matter what you believe in, I got you, right? Um, But yes, the aura to me is kind of like, it's a way of describing our relationship with whatever it is that you believe in. So I'm just going to say, what should I use today? I'll use creation today. I like that one for today. So for, yeah, the aura to me would describe your dynamic relationship with creation, a dimension of creation, et cetera. And within the aura, the way I received it was, you know, there are divine masculine and divine feminine components, which shows, you know, how you receive love. So maybe love would have been better, but the divine feminine is essentially how you receive it. And the divine masculine is how you uh, give love. So in terms of creation, it would be like the divine feminine is like you, maybe I didn't like, maybe that it's, it's like the co, it doesn't line up in the exact same way, but it's kind of like the co-creation process. You know, if I were to say, oh, the aura is like representative of your relationship with creation, then the divine masculine and feminine is like creation moving in, which is the divine feminine, and then creation moving out. So it's like a very fun, dynamic, co-creative process, okay? That's the aura. And then there's your personal, shared, collective aura, all that fun stuff. You can listen to the previous podcast or look on my website if you're like confused by anything that you've said. I think it's a really fun way to view you know, the aura, which to me, I'm, that's like kind of your energetic interface, you know, with the world around you. Um, It's so much fun to think about. So that is really important to me. As I was saying before, I think it's cool to like learn about, 
Yeah, like human design, astrology, numerology, um, auras in terms of like colors, you know, like, oh, what's my color? I think that's all very, very fun to do. Um, but I think it only gets you so far, you know? So I think it's very, very fun to learn your personality and to learn, you know, about, I guess, who you are on a soul level. I think that would be, you know, the best way to put it. I did that for a really long time. And like I said, I believe it's important because it allows you to own your being, you know, as much as possible. You learn about yourself so you can really own yourself and own like how you receive and how you give. I think that's really cool. Or, I mean, that's my way of putting it. But yeah, I think that, you know, learning about yourself, your personality, your soul is like really great so you can just own who you are and show up in your fullest capacity in this world. Um, But like I said, if you're only focusing on you all the time, which I'm like, number one, like guilty of, you know, at some point, because we're all like that, you know, at some point in our lives, because we don't, I mean, I have like a whole theory on this, but you know, we aren't necessarily trained to put that kind of attention on ourselves, which I, which is why I feel like in the past several years, a lot of stuff about like self-love and getting to know yourself and yada, yada, yada has like come out because we didn't put enough attention on ourselves before, but then there's like this weird imbalance that happens. It's like you go from zero to all the way to 100 and then you forget like, oh, wait, um, I'm cohabitating with like a bunch of other beings in this world, too. You know, it's not just about me, me, me all the time, which is where the aura, kind of the collective aura reading, healing series ceremony comes in. And that's what I'm really, really excited for, because number one it kind of like reminds us of different ways to receive love within ourselves because that's both are equally important, by the way. You know, I think we kind of go in different directions at different times, but both of them are very, very important. Um, But it really helps us. It's helped me a lot to focus on how I'm receiving love for like, I guess it would be in this context for like that phase of the moon and how I can give it in like the different areas of my life. The other part which is how it ties into literally everything I believe in. Um, I believe it's so also this is why the archetypes are really important to me. So a little bit of background, I think. Um, I've always been a lover of archetypes in like any way, shape or form. And I'm talking like eons before Kim's deck. Okay. I was like the kind of person to like take those like little personality quizzes in like, I don't know, 17 magazine, which, you know, ironically, like teenagers, like early, early teenagers read. You don't actually read 17 when you're like 17 years old, but that was like my favorite thing in the world to do. And it was because I really loved getting to like the root of people and understanding myself at the core versus all of the other distracting stories, you know, that aren't really you, but they're kind of like your experiences, you know? So that's why I love archetypes. And I think archetypes and the way I view auras really go well together because it's like you're tapping more and more into your true essence and then seeing, you know, what stories arise from that or like, you know, healing different archetypes within your aura helps you to heal, you know, whatever stories are going on or that you're experiencing, you know, on a day-to-day basis. That also is something that will become more and more apparent as I do more of these. But again, the auras and the archetypes, what they really do is they just help me to focus on who I really am versus all of like sometimes the junk, you know, the distracting craziness that's like going on like in my life in general, you know, or it, and then again, it's not just for me, it's for everybody else. So it's been very, very useful, you know, for my family, my friends, when, you know, I don't necessarily read their aura in that way, because for me, I'm like, you kind of need permission to do that. It's also about like setting up the space, setting up the intention, sharing that space, etc. But even if I'm not like directly reading their archetypes, I'm like, 
whatever they're saying, whatever stories are going on, whatever this, you know, interaction is, there's something underneath here that is far more important. And then seeing, again, for me, the archetypes are just different expressions, different lenses of love. There's love underneath all of that. So spending more time with the aura in this context and the archetypes that describe the aura, the archetypes are just a tool. You know, you could use anything for this. And that's what makes this world so much fun is that you can literally do anything with anything. You know, I could have done this with any Oracle deck, or I could probably even do this with a tarot deck. It just so happens that I really, really fell in love with this deck over the past year. It came out on October 15th, 2019. So yeah, it's, it's almost been a year, you know, and I've never had a deck speak to me quite like this one before. But you could literally do it with anything. You know, it's a language just like everything else. But what it's really taught me is, you know, focusing on who we are at the core, number one. And then again, the importance of learning, you know, our co-creative relationship, how we give and receive love. And that's what all of that is about. And so that is why I'm doing, you know, the... I haven't named it yet, if you can tell, but that's why I'm going to do the aura healing ceremony thingy-majiggies, you know, every, you know, key moon phase is to really, again, no matter what's happening, bringing it back, bringing it back to center, bringing it back to home, you know, reminding all of us of, you know, who we really are at the core. That's what's the most important to me. Because when you know who you are at the core, you know who everybody else is too. You know, it's kind of like a switch. You know, you're not just thinking like, uh, uh, I don't know, like, let's just say it was like you believed in the soul or something like that. It's kind of like you couldn't believe, you know, I'm this way. I am, you know, this whatever at a soul level and then believe that every single thing around you is just like a soulless being. No, you know, when you if you come to your own understanding that you have a soul, et cetera, et cetera, and you take a deep dive and take the time to understand that, you're also taking the time to understand the potential of the soul within everybody else, you know? You start just looking at everybody differently, you know? So if you're just like, um, or like a big thing right now seems to be like aliens, extraterrestrials, I don't know too, too much about that. But if you're like, oh, I'm like a Pleiadian or something, then you're like, huh, I wonder like what that person is over there. You know, you just have like a very different perspective and like your perspective and the potential, you know, for other people as multidimensional beings, it changes, you know. So I believe that whatever your language is, if it is, you know, like um, the uh, extraterrestrials, aliens, uh, whatever that is, or you're really into like past lives, parallel lives or like you know, just the soul in general. For me, I'm all for those kinds of languages because they just help you to see the love and the potential of love in other people. So that's what this is about. You know, if I could not have made that, you know, more clear by now. So for me, that's what paying attention to archetypes and the different archetypes and how they interact in our aura, it really helps me you know, to understand the love within myself and other people. And I think that's like one of the most important things that we can do right now. And I'm going to dip a little bit deeper into why. So as I've also put on my website, I think I know it's really important to do this just to be, you know, I I like to say team members. I, I... To me, it's because it's one of the first, you know, downloads that I ever received. Probably, I mean, one of the first. I probably received others, but I just literally wasn't paying attention. But this one was so, like, huge, and I just really felt it that I've just never forgotten it. Um, Basically, it was that, you know, and again, it's not, like, super profound. It's not, like, anything nuts that nobody's heard of before, but... It just changed my life. You know, downloads are so interesting in that the third dimensional human language 
is it anything crazy? You know, it's like, uh, well, I probably could have read that in a book somewhere. Like, um, pretty sure you're not the first person to think of that. It's really not about that. It's like an energetic shift that is very, it's like an energetic perspective shift where once you receive it, you just know and your life isn't the same after. So for me, in plain English, you know, it was that we're all, you know, team members of this one universal family. We don't exist, you know, without one another. And we're always, you know, teaching, learning, helping one another. Again, someone has definitely said that out there probably a thousand times before it just came to me. I didn't read it in a book. Um, it doesn't mean that it's my like intellectual property or anything like that. And quite frankly, I find it so amazing that we can all receive those same downloads, but it was less about the words and just how I felt, you know, about it and like how much that changed and how I just, I never forgot it, but everything I do, everything I write, it all comes back to this central theme of being better team members of this universal family. And that (laughs) you can go in a lot of different directions in that. But what I have found, you know, I think this was yesterday. I was sitting in this beautiful garden in my town yesterday. And I was like, I really want to record soon. Um, I really need all of this to come together, you know, because I feel like I've been just like sitting on this for a while. And I was just reminded that that is the point is, you know, to become better team members. But what's really interesting about that is, I never thought about this before. You need to have a reason, you know, to want to become, you know, a better like team member of this universal family. You know, like I said before, we all have that kind of like self-centered phase where we're just centered on ourselves. It's not a negative thing, but you're just like focused on yourself because you probably didn't do that for such a long time. And now you kind of need to course correct a little bit. But I realized, you know, one of the, there has to be something, you know, within you that gives you that energy to want to be, you know, just like a better, not better, but just like a, what's a, what's a better word for better? a more loving member of this universal family. You need to have like a reason that drives you every single day. You know, so for some people, um, it might be, I just want to be a better partner. And I think I detail this somewhere on my website, but you know, you're just like, I want to be a better partner. I want to be a better lover. That's like a great reason, okay? Because you want to be more loving, not just for the sake of yourself, but for someone else, you know? Um, You could want to be a a better sibling, you know? Um, I don't know. uh, (laughs) Literally, there's so many ways in which you can, you know, relate to different, like, people. A better parent, you know? Um, How else do you relate to people? A better coworker, you know? Like, or just even, like, a better stranger. You know, that's, like, one of my favorites. It's, like, you just want to be just, like, a more loving stranger, you know, so like everybody that like comes by, you're just like smiling and like doesn't mean that you're happy, but you're just like showing love to them. You know, we all have like very interesting days, especially, you know, as of lately. Um, but like I realize that, you know, there there seems to be like something that you're kind of like tapping into for why it is that you want to be more loving. And it literally it could be anything, you know. But all of the people that I really, really admire, they have something like that where they're just like, I really want to be more loving for X, Y, Z. And like figuring that out and like not necessarily, I mean, again, for a period of time, it can just be like, I just want to be more loving for myself so that I can do it for everyone, you know? So that kind of bounced back and forth, but like... For some people, that's just like the first and only step is like, if I can just be more loving to myself, I know I'll be more loving to literally everybody else. And I realized, and this is like kind of part two of this, I promise short and sweet conversation, but it'll probably be over soon. (laughs) Um, For me, okay, yeah. I mean, 
no, I'm not going to spend like another hour on this. Um, I've known for as long as I can remember that I want to be a mom. And I don't think it's like, it's like a little, it's not like weird. It's a little weird because I'm like not really at like an age where like children are my main concern. Like I'm not actively like trying to have any, if that makes sense, because I'm like, I mean, there's no perfect age for me. I'm just like, uh, not ready. Right. Okay. So, but it's still there. And that would, that confused me forever. You know, I was like, why is that something I'm so drawn to, you know? And it's for me, I'm just like, it seemed to go beyond like, you know, how some, like, if you're a woman, you know, um, then like you kind of just like have that like biological instinct or, you know, something like that. It's just, it's like, it was like so far beyond that, you know, some people just like, and for men too, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not male, I'm not male identifying. So I just like, I don't really know too, too much, but I'm sure like within any human being, there can be like the draw, you know, to just know that you're meant to be a parent, right? The only weird thing for me, I was like, there's no way to explain this, not really, because I'm just like not really there right now. And by the way, this was all the way back, you know, to when I was like younger. Like when people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, this is when I was like five, I was just like, I want to be a mom. And it wasn't just because like, I was like, hmm, I don't really know what career wise I want to do, you know, because some kids do that. You know, like, you know, when you're five and you're like, "Mm, I don't know, I don't really want to be a doctor or a lawyer. So I'll just put like parent. No, it was like, I just like, no, I'm just like, I want to be a mom. And it was like so simple as that. But basically for me, in terms of, you know, just tying everything together, I want to be just like a better team member of this universal family for when I have children. You know, that's something that has been so clear to me for such a long time. I was just like, I want to be an open, open, loving, clear channel as much as possible for the time that I have children and I have the privilege of having children and I get to, you know, be their guide in this world. I have no idea, you know, like what that'll actually be like, but I'm just like, I just like, I know what I know, you know? And (laughs) even though it's like a little weird, I'm just, that's my motivation for that. So having like, it's just so powerful, honestly, having an intention like that, even if it seems like a little bit off the wall and a little bit like it doesn't have um, like that immediate like application. I'm just like, I know for myself, I'm going to do, I mean, you know, anything can happen. But for me, that's my intention is to, you know, have children someday down the line. And again, it's just, it's something that, again, if you know what I mean, where it's like you have just like a love for something, you can't quite explain where it comes from. It's kind of like that, you know? Um, But yes, so that is what the Um, just wanted to give you like an example, because like I said, like I can only really, you know, talk about what I know. And so that would just be an example of, you know, the reason why I love, you know, learning about the aura and the archetypes is, you know, to clear and to be just as loving as I possibly can, not just for, you know, future potential children, but for everybody, because it ultimately it all, um, you know, once you're kind of like in the example, once you become a more loving person to yourself, you just do it for everybody, you know? And this is where it kind of gets like a little bit interesting, not hard, but just interesting to try and explain, you know, in words. But for me, just thinking about possibly having children one day, it just fuels me with love and with like energy. And I'm just like, I'm excited, you know? So having something like that, that motivates you to become like a more open, loving, clear channel for X, Y, Z, doesn't even have to be people, you know, some people, I don't really understand it. It's not that I don't like uh, love animals, 
for instance, you know, animals are great. It could be just because I just don't have pets. I've never had pets. You know, mom's allergic, all that good stuff. Um, some people genuinely just like they have this love for animals and like animal rights. And those are the people that are like animal activists and they are becoming, you know, by the way, when I say universal family, I don't just mean people. I've been talking about people a lot, but it's it's everything, you know, it's everything from, you know, our human family to our animal friends to the spirit world. It's everything, you know. So some people want to express their love in terms of, you know, advocating for animals that can't necessarily advocate for themselves in the same ways that we can, you know. There's we all have different ways of showing up within this, again, multidimensional quantum collective family, not just humans. And I think it's important to connect to that as much as possible. And whatever it is, follow it to the ends of the earth and beyond and in the sky and space and, you know, whatever. Um, but it's really just important to know what that is, um, which I'm sure will come up. Um, but that, yeah, that just seems to be what's coming through for right now. Um, but yeah, that brings me to kind of my second project. So that takes care of the aura healing reading. I'll figure out a title for that sometime before the full moon. But those come out with the phases of the moon. And again, it's come to, it's kind of something you need to like experience to kind of know what it is I'm talking about. But that'll be fun. And then that brings me to my second like little side project that I'm just like, I really have no idea how this is going to turn out or what it is that I'm going to do with it or literally anything, but I'm just like throwing it out there because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to have to do like a thousand of these little mini explanation um, episodes. But so I mentioned that for me, again, auras and archetypes reveal They just, oh my gosh, they just do so much in terms of revealing the amount of love in the world in general. And again, your aura is kind of like a translation of your essence just into archetypes um, and into like energetic exchanges of love. So the way that I view auras, we all have them, everybody, Uh, like not just everybody and like not just people, animals, spirits, plants all have them. And that's what makes it, you know, really, really fun to experiment with. And again, the goal is always to see the love within everyone and everything, you know, within the way that I'm currently exploring and channeling this information about auras. Okay. So for me, and like, again, there are just it's for every sing- every single for me i think everything has the potential to like show you how to love and show you how to receive it so that's why to me i'm like everything has an aura like of course um so there's so many different kind of applications to this again you can you know use it to get to know the people in your life to get to know yourself more um i've used it to you know, for all sorts of things. My favorite though, you know, as I've been playing around with this is to learn more about my potential children. So you can read about this. Um, I did like a blog post on it like months ago um, about the time that I learned about, man, sorry, my voice just kind of cracked there. Maybe you didn't even notice it. Maybe that was unnecessary. Um, when I learned about my potential children or as some people call them spirit babies. And it's, I've read one book. There's not many. Um, Walter, Walter's book. His last name, I can't pronounce it or I probably could. I just don't want to be disrespectful and, you know, totally mess it up. Um, Also, I'm blanking on what it is, but... (laughs) Um, it's very easy to find. Spirit Babies, the author is Walter. I'm also really hoping I got that right. Anyway, I read that book like not, I was going to say like a thousand years ago, um, more like three years ago. And 
I read it and I was like, this is my favorite book of all time. This is so cool. You know, I wish I was like around or he was around. What am I talking about? I am around. Um, I wish he was around so I could like learn more about it. And there, he only like published one book. Um, but I was just, I was insanely just not insanely, but you know, I was just really, really excited by the concept. And I was like, how is there not more information out there? You know, already, you know, I was like, I'm sure there are plenty of women who are at an appropriate age. Um, cause again, like this was like years ago, um, that would be curious about, you know, talking to their potential children, you know, even before they become pregnant. Right. And I was just, I was like revisiting that book this year because I became, again, like I said, I've always had a draw to, you know, I just, I've always had a draw to like being a mother and the blog post explains it really, really well, because it's, it's just like kind of weird to, again, put it into words. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely read that and it will probably make more sense. But the long of the short of it is that is also something that I may, I'm definitely going to explore on possibly my blog, maybe, maybe, or maybe not podcast episodes. I have not decided yet because that world fascinates me. And I was just so, again, like doing a deep dive for the past couple of weeks, trying to just like see, you know, what was out there. Um, There's literally nothing, basically nothing. I think there are three books like total. And I mean, uh, I mean, I haven't read them, but I think there's like three and not too many people talk about it. And I'm just like, why not? That seems like the most exciting, like one of the most fun things ever. So I was like, huh, there is no information out there. Um, That's cool. I'm going to do it. I mean, and I also, I don't really know what's going to happen or what I'm going to end up doing with it. But that might be like a side thing, you know, the, um, the aura healing reading things, with the moon, that's like one thing. And then this is going to be kind of like a separate thing, but think of it as, you know, again, you can explore the aura of anything. So that's like an umbrella. And this is kind of like my focus under the umbrella, if that makes sense. So that's also something I'm really excited about because I have received an insane amount of wisdom you know, just like from my potential children. And it is, again, it's, I don't, it's, I don't know. It's like a connection that if you just read the post, it'll probably make a lot more sense. Sometimes to me, I'm like, oh, that still doesn't make any sense. But hey, that's like part of the mystery of life, right? You know, then sometimes you know, things make sense and then they don't and then they do. And then it's all very, very fascinating. Um, but I just wanted to mention that because that might also be a thing. I haven't, again, I haven't fully decided, you know, how that will come into fruition, but it is something that I'm like, I can't believe more people haven't really been exploring this. This is so cool. And so I always say, I'm just like, you know what, if you're really, I mean, this, I, and I also, I think it's important to mention, I, or maybe, maybe not, Um, I had a download to this similar I had a download similar to this years ago, but then I was like, that makes no sense, you know, because again, I really, I knew like next to nothing besides reading the book, you know, I was like, mm, you know, and I feel like your mind makes up a bunch of different excuses. You know, I've listed so many different excuses with regards to, you know, why that doesn't make any sense. Like I'm not at the appropriate age. Um, I... Well, I think that's actually just the number one main excuse is that I'm not really, it just never seemed like, I was like, doesn't make any sense. I'm not really at the appropriate age. I'm not even trying. Like, why would I focus on that? But now anytime my mind is like, um, that makes no sense. I'm like, okay, great. That means we have to do it. You know, it, um, and I don't mean that in terms of like everything, you know, um, if it doesn't make sense to drive all the way to Wisconsin from where you are, um, yeah, don't do that. But I mean, in terms of like 
things like this, where it's like, I feel in my heart, like that's, that would be re something really, really cool to explore. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. That means, uh, we're gonna see where it goes. So again, not sure if, <laughs> um, not sure if any of that made any sense in terms of the whole like spirit babies thing, but that is something that relationship has been something that I'm just like, I want to explore that not entirely sure how, but that's going to be what's so fun about it is, you know, I'm like completely blind. It's completely unknown to me because it won't be in the same way, you know, that Walter did it in his book. He, it was very different for him it, again, brilliant book, but what it basically is, is like, a collection of stories of, you know, different clients and their relationships with their spirit children. It's so fascinating. It's just that for me, it won't be quite like that because I'm like, I only have me. I can only focus and, you know, speak on, you know, what I know. So it'll be different. But yeah, that might be like a side series as I explore that. Because again, I find it so fascinating and I'm just like, I can't believe nobody's really doing much with it. Again, I'm sure there are people out there. You know, I found like, one podcast episode with one woman that I listened to that like kind of does it, but I'm like, how could this not be like everything that you're focusing on? I'm like that. It just sounds so much fun, you know? So, um, yeah. So I might do a series with that and my explorations with that, depending on how that goes, or it might just be written, but I'm definitely going to do something with it. Don't know how it's going to go, but again, that's just like the fun of everything. So that is everything that I wanted to talk about today. Um, yeah, I definitely covered everything. In 50 minutes, I've definitely covered everything, you know, in terms of the format, why it is that that's important, and then other just like fun applications I'm exploring. So I am very, very excited to start on the full moon. I believe it's around October 1st, I believe. So, uh, but yeah, I'm not really looking at a calendar. So um, somewhere around there, hopefully I'm right about that. If not, it'll, yeah, it'll be like whatever day that is. And um, it'll be a lot of fun to, you know, explore this, connect with you in this way. And we get to see if it works. You know, everything works until it doesn't. And then you just pivot, you shift. And, you know, I think allowing, I, I'm just, I'm changing all the time. And I've learned to just be so much more flexible and patient with like, you know, when I'm just like shifting, changing, et cetera. Um, but this will be fun. It'll be a fun experiment and uh, we'll see how it goes. But until then, I will see you on the full moon. And I'm excited to take this journey with you. 